welcome to the Visual Web Podcast. I'm Jilly from ViralTag. ViralTag is a platform to help businesses grow their brands on the visual web. We help businesses discover, create, manage, and schedule content on visual social media. And the coolest thing we've learned about this space is that while there are many best practices to follow, there are a lot of different pathways to success. In this podcast, we'll be talking to the pioneers of the visual web, the bloggers, the social strategists, and entrepreneurs who are creating a brand on Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. We're going to learn how they're doing it, where they find inspiration, and what engagement really looks like for their brand. They'll also be sharing tips and hacks we can all try. Thanks for listening. We'd love to have you join in online. Just use the hashtag, the visual web, to share your thoughts with us on Twitter. for joining us today. We're really excited to have Paula Coop McCroy, who is a Pinterest expert, Pinterest power user, and she's going to be telling us a little bit about her Pinterest strategy. So Paula, why don't you first tell us a little bit about how you got started on Pinterest? Um, I fell into Pinterest completely unexpectedly. Um, I'd had my third child and was desperate for something that kind of just got me out of the mummyhood mode. And thankfully, a girlfriend at the time had mentioned to me, do you know Pinterest, which I didn't. And it was early days at that point where you needed to be given an invite from somebody else who was already active on the platform in order to join. So I was waiting with bated breath for that invite. It came through and I just instantly connected with the platform because it was all about visual curation, which very much extends to kind of my interest and my background in visual art and film. So I just began pinning and I found it meditative and fun and something that I could do at all times of the day. And, um, yeah, I went back to teaching and kind of kept pinning, and it wasn't till about 10 to 12 months in that um, it was over a summer that my I noticed my following over a 10-day period went from 350 people to half a million, which was an amazing time. Like, mm-hmm. every time the refresh button was pushed kind of exponentially, it, had, it was growing, um, I actually wrote to Pinterest because I thought it was some sort of anomaly or some sort of mistake that had happened. And um, I didn't hear from them for a year. From her, I think it took about a year for them to to write me back because unbeknownst to me is my account started to grow. Pinterest in itself as a platform really started to explode. And what I found out about a year later is that they had kindly put me on a suggestion list a static suggestion list. So every time somebody signed up, I was on this list of an account of somebody to follow. And thankful, thankfully people did what they were told. And it really helped me kind of push my following up to at that point, I think it was at about 1.9 million people. Um, and like I said, I was back to teaching. And then that in turn also was paralleling when branding and marketing was starting to shift. And brands wanted to work with influencers who were kind of supportive of their product. And um, again, kind of very unexpectedly, I was approached um, 
with question if I, I wanted to work with some of these brands, which I hadn't even considered. And it just kind of opened me up into this world that I'm now in. So that would be kind of how it happened, I guess, the mm-hmm. shorthand of it all. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's great. It sounds like um, you know, a little bit of luck in, in timing there or, or a little intuition yeah. knowing that Pinterest would take off. But, but you had such growth early on. Do you think, was there anything that you did that really helped you um, your brand kind of resonate with Pinterest users? I think for me, I've, and I still, it's something that I hold true to um, today, and that's I only pin things that I love. Um, and I pin, I was always pinning, I pinned every day, again, because for me it was very kind of zen and allowed me a little bit of kind of positive escapism, kind of building up these boards. And um, I just love the kind of immediacy of it and the fact that the feed was ever-changing and there was this constant choice of new imagery. Um, And I think just kind of spending a little bit of time with it every day also helped to kind of build up content that truly reflected things that I was interested in and things that I was excited about. So I think that paired with the fact that I did have Pinterest support was fantastic. Like it was an amazing pairing to really help me kind of push me into this realm of having such a large following. You talked a little bit about kind of your style, but how would you describe your, your Pinterest style? Um, I'd say I learned looking at like my Pinterest board. I've learned a lot about myself kind of looking back at boards and looking back at like what I'm kind of pulling together or what I'm curating. And, um, for example, looking at my dwell board, I can see that I absolutely adore Scandinavian design. Like when mm-hmm. I kind of go back in the feed, um, I can just see just with the the images themselves that I've pulled so much of that. And that influence is really strong in that board. Um, I think because I've always been interested in film and visual art, and visual art is something that I went to school for as well, content that kind of captures that essence of people that are kind of pushing boundaries and making things and kind of creating this new content in this fantastic way and then um, taking photos of it and sharing it is definitely something that... um, interests me and I'm always I've always been drawn to so I feel like that's what you see kind of in the reflection of my boards and that's why things like art film travel food um kind of I have a high-end label board and then I kind of have an everyday lifestyle board this all kind of pulled together reflects all these different kind of components of who I am I kind of call it my visual diary to kind of understand what makes me tick Mm -hmm. I love that. So you really, your brand on Pinterest took off just by sharing things that you love, sharing things about yourself. Yeah. And, um, I just love the fact that it's all kind of this visual storytelling, which I think is pivotal. I think even as a society, because of our access to just information and internet, and now the fact that it's mobile on our smartphones, um, images become pivotal to kind of drawing people in to find out more. And Pinterest was kind of, to me, at the forefront of that, because that was the basis of the platform where it's like, hey, what are you into? What makes you, you know, what's getting you excited? What are the things that you kind of want to collect and find out more about? And then allowing you to do so and find other people that are into the same or maybe pushing bounds into another realm that you hadn't considered and being able to kind of make those connections and then repin content, upload content, and really build into it to create this 
amazing kind of visual encyclopedia almost of all the different components that this all these different things can possibly be Mm. so I think it's quite exciting yeah I think that's really why Pinterest calls itself a a social bookmarking site right it's it's all these people contributing I love that analogy to it like an encyclopedia yeah like a visual encyclopedia Mm. because I I mean I know myself I often am drawn in first by the image and then we'll look for the text and Pinterest is very much about that, right? Like here are these powerful images and you can kind of double click to find out more of the backstory to like what that image is about. But even the image itself becomes such a powerful kind of force to kind of just give you that slice of emotion or story that you kind of instantly have access to. And then you can share and um, kind of let other people know about as well that may have similar interests so I think the whole thing that kind of sense of community I'm always really excited about and I'm always fascinated to see like what people get really excited about you know with things that you've possibly shared or what they're sharing at the time too I think that whole thing is really fun as well yeah. too within it so. yeah yeah. And so you said you started off by pinning every day. Um, I'm curious what your your daily Pinterest process is like, if it's still if it's still a daily process. I am. I, I do pin a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do repin still a lot of the content that I'm sharing is not uh, content that's through collaboration or, you know what I mean, from kind of a work standpoint. Mm-hmm. I still stick tried and true to pinning what I love and I'm constantly looking for new content and things that are kind of getting me excited in the process um, and other pinners that are kind of creating boards that I'm finding really beautiful or, you know, visually intoxicating. I'm always looking for that as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do pin every day, seven days a week. Um, sometimes more days, you know, I'll spend more time on it than others, but I do at a minimum check in, I'd say two to three times a day. Um, one thing that I always say is at the end of the day, kind of before I go to sleep, I always check back and if people have left comments or have questions, that's when I try to give them those answers to that if I can or you know what I mean if there's something that they don't understand about what's been shared or they're looking for more content of the same um spending that time to kind of stay connected with the community I think is really important and just making sure that people know that you're real and you're active and you are paying attention is something that's really important to me as well so I am kind of routined with it I guess a bit like practicing the piano I do it every day Um, because I'm learning in the process as well and it's ever changing. So I feel like I want to stay on top of it as best I can just to understand where it's going and what's happening with my audience and just as a platform in itself, the changes that are occurring, like how to navigate through it all. So yeah, it's definitely a daily thing for me. Yeah. What does that engagement look like for you? A lot of people think of Pinterest as just a place where you're, you're just putting out content. Um, but you talked about kind of engaging with your community. I think it's really important to share. I think the more that you repin and you share others content, I feel the better it is. Um, I think I know for myself, if I'm noticing that I'm pinning content from somebody, um, I want to go into their boards and find out more. So I feel like spending that time to see who's pinning this and where in the world are they from and what other things are they interested in is a way of also 
building like who you follow. Do you know what I mean? To just enhance even more so uh, the content that's on your feed. Um, and I think there is that side of being able to have discussion, being able to kind of share and ask questions and answer questions and try to help people find whatever it is, you know, if they're looking even for a price or more access to a certain label or, um, even are trying to understand something that I've even had times where people are like, I don't understand why you posted that or what it is about that image that you enjoy. So having that dialogue back and forth is kind of exciting. Um, and definitely something that I think is important not to ignore. That's interesting. Do you have any stories of, of a recent interaction with, with someone? Um, I get asked quite often, or it may be more in a statement form where let's say it's a, a lifestyle or a fashion pin and somebody's passing judgment possibly Mm -hmm. like on the model or the angle that's been taken or, you know what I mean? And kind of, I always come at it very positively. Like I, I respect everybody's opinion and I kind of enjoy having that back and forth. And I don't mind if somebody disagrees with something that I've pinned as long as it's constructive. Do you know what I mean? Like they have a reason for not liking it and there's kind of respect for the reason that I've pinned it as well. So a lot of talk about, um, kind of the whys behind, you know, choosing an image, which I think is kind of cool because it means that people are paying attention and it matters to them what it is that you're sharing. And you know what I mean? They kind of want you to have that back and forth. Like Mm. they're looking to have some dialogue with you, which is also really amazing because it's a platform that's 24 hours a day. It's international. So you never know like where in the world that person is based. And I find it fascinating to kind of just have all those different perspectives pulled together at times. So, um, it is something that I like to give time to. And I even give that out. Like if I'm noticing somebody doing something really amazing that I keep coming back to, I think it's important to let them know. Cause I know I always appreciate when somebody kind of gives me a thumbs up for what I'm doing. And I want to kind of give that back when I'm kind of getting really excited about somebody else's board and their pinning as well. So. Yeah. It comes back around. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a community too. So I think kind of staying engaged is, is key to that is something definitely to give some time to. Mm-hmm. Are there any times that you think are particularly you found to be most active on Pinterest for you? It changes. Like I'd say for me, I definitely see um, that the time of season relates to how active the platform is for me or my following so for example I find summers like August is a very slow month it doesn't mean that pinning stops altogether but there's a definite dip and I feel because it's predominantly women and I think about the summer especially August it's that last kind of month of summer so people are taking more times for like more time for themselves and for travel and for family so they're not accessing they're not online as often and then fascinatingly come like after the Labor Day long weekend and we're kind of mid to end of September, you see this huge surge again, which I feel is because we're back into kind of fall and school has begun and people are kind of back to their typical work routines. They're giving that time. They're kind of returning Mm -hmm. to that time that they gave before to social media. And I see kind of a rise in activity right now too with the holidays kind of at our fingertips with both like American Thanksgiving followed by um, 
Xmas, you just see this huge rise um, of activity and you can tell that people are collecting recipes dependent on their interest or what they celebrate and they're trying to get kind of gift ideas and it's a really, really fun time right now because there's huge growth in um, people's involvement and repinning and, and just what their interest or where their interest lies. So yeah, I'd say um, season is huge, mm-hmm. time of day for me, um, I'm an East Coast girl, so I find more like four to six is quite active if I was to give averages. And then I do find weekends are quite strong for me as well, um, as are Mondays. I think Monday, it's like that want to ignore the fact that the week has begun. And then Fridays, I find people pick up again because it's the weekend, so they're all excited to the fact that they've got some time off, so they kind of give more time to the platform. And you can even see during the day, and I feel like it fits with our general kind of um, work schedule where a little bit in the morning I see a rise in activity and then kind of mid-afternoon, again, people are online. I don't know if they're having a coffee and they're just kind of scrolling through. And then again, kind of after 8 p.m. to midnight, which I never last to. Um, I'm more of a morning person than a night. I can definitely see that rise again. So, But there's exceptions, too, because it is international, and I kind of find that fun. Like, oddly, I find, too, for me, um, followers that are based outside of North America, there's a definite um, surge between, like, one and three. But I think mm-hmm. it's also because of time difference, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's what's kind of fun about analytics is you can tap into all of that and try to understand it all. So. Yeah, there's there's a lot to understand. Um, yeah. <laughs> what what sort of I know you do some consulting and you give give a lot of speeches about Pinterest. What sort of advice do you give to people who are just getting started on Pinterest? Um, I think the most important thing is to make sure that it's reflective truly of who you are. Um, I think if you do you have a brand or, for example, if you are a maker and you're on Etsy, integrating some of that content into your boards is important. But it's not about the sell. It's more about visually visually allowing people to understand more of who you are and all the components to who you are that make you tick. So you want your boards to reflect, like, if you're into travel or, let's say, you love French bulldogs or um, you have an obsession with a certain color. Like making sure that's reflective all within the boards um, that you create. Um, And also I feel like it's about the details. Like you want to give that information in your header to like who you are and if you're active on other platforms, how people can access you that way. If you have a website, if you have a blog, making sure that's listed. Um, Another one that I think is really important is having some sort of avatar I think is important. Like, I prefer it, even if it's a logo to your company. I really love when it's like an actual headshot of some sort that you're sharing because it just gives access to who you are visually, which is what Pinterest is about. Um, And then again, just looking at your boards and placement and um, titling, like all those details, I think once you've kind of started to build up your content is important as well. So there's so much I can go on. (laughs) I could go on and answer that question for probably an hour an hour and a half but I think the most important thing is to stay true to yourself to make sure that you're not using the platform to sell but you're more so using the platform to allow people to understand visually more of who you are and integrating that in if that is a component to what you do 
Yeah, and that can be totally true for a person or a brand, right? It's just showing yeah. about who you are and what you prioritize. Oh, totally. Because I feel like that even with Instagram is why people get excited because I know I follow Zach Posen and I mean, he creates these really beautiful, like a you know, beautiful high-end fashion. But then I've noticed too in trend, he typically posts Fridays what he has for dinner. And it's a very like, I mean, they're still really well done photos, but you can tell it's just from his phone. He's played at his meal and that's kind of excite his excitement. I feel of Friday night of like what he's going to eat. And I think for me too, it reveals that he's a bit of a cook and so forth. So it's just nice to have that kind of feels like you're getting to know somebody even though it's just purely based on this one captured image and I feel like reflecting that within your Pinterest boards is also important as well yeah on the flip side are there any big mistakes you see people making on Pinterest um again I feel like if you're trying to follow trend instead of trying to follow who you are that becomes very transparent um I think as well, the standard that people expect the images to be is really something to give time to. Like creating your own content is huge. You do not have to be like a professional photographer in order to achieve really beautiful images. Because again, thanks to the smartphone and all these fantastic apps that we have and just the quality of camera that you've got on your phone, you can create really fantastic imagery um, without having to use, you know what I mean, all you can use directly from what you already have. Um, but like one little tidbit that I find really fascinating is fashion bloggers kind of are used as an example, but when they create content, and I have seen this on Pinterest itself, images that are kind of set, um, maybe from a brand about their clothing um, or a fashion blogger that, you know, is wearing an outfit that they want to share people engage more with an image that doesn't show the face of the person wearing the clothes. Mm -hmm. So for example, you see quite often like a photo has been taken from above and you see the person's legs crossed and they're maybe holding a coffee and they've got a beautiful watch on and maybe some jewelry. So you can see the pants, you can see the shoes and, and that's kind of profiled. And I feel that's because as a viewer, when I come into that image, I can instantly place myself as being or doing exactly that, like having that moment. So again, I feel thinking about that when you're creating your own content or even the content that you're repinning, making sure that it tells a story that's relatable um, is also really important as well. Yeah, that's awesome advice. And I think, um, you know, I'm sure you get asked this sort of stuff all the time and you have four and a half million followers. Do you have yeah. any, I, this is all great, great advice, but anything um, focused on just how in the world you can get anywhere close to building up a, a significant following like that on Pinterest? It can happen and it does. Um, there's, I just was brought, uh, I kind of, I haven't met her properly yet, but a blogger who has been creating her own content kind of from a lifestyle standpoint and has been using Pinterest as a platform to kind of, cause she wants to build that following. She's up to like 80,000 followers and she's done. So I think actually, sorry, I take that back. I think it's close to a million followers and she's done it in under a year. So 
it is feasible. It is possible. I mean, the platform's always growing. The audience is always changing. I think just giving time to understanding all these different platforms, dependent on which ones you're into, I think is important. Like doing a little bit of homework. I know that to some people that's a horrible word, but (laughs) doing a little bit of homework just to understand it, I think is key. And engaging, like I always love it if people like reach out and they're kind of interested in what my top tips are. I'm constantly learning, like I have times where I really understand it and then times where that's completely out the window. Um, I think that's the thrill to social media unto itself is that it's constantly evolving. So being prepared to know that you're not going to know what's going on more than you do. Um, and just engaging with people around you that are kind of exploring these different platforms, ask them questions, connect with them, you know, do a little bit of homework for yourself and just have fun with it to kind of engage with your own audience to see what it is that, that they're appreciating about what you're doing or what you're seeing others do and so forth, I think is all kind of pivotal to just building and helping create like a stronger following for yourself. Yeah, totally. Just really listening to the community. Yeah. And yeah. so there's not one trick. <laughs> no, there... I wish there was like, it was like math where it's like, okay, but if you do this and you know you yeah. place this here, that's going to give you the answer. There's always exceptions to the rule. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kind of love about it. Do you know what I mean? Like the rules mm-hmm. are constantly broken. There's people out there that are challenging those rules and are finding ways to navigate around it. And all these different stories when they come together, to me, is the fun of it as well. Because how somebody gets to that point, like there's so many stories around it, right? Or so many things or ways that they got there. Or, mm. And it's changing. Do you know what I mean? It, it's kind of like the stock market. Like you, it gets hot and cold for yourself because you understand it or you think you understand it. I take that back. And then you're like, oh, I've got to kind of go a little bit more over there or you're seeing even with yourself that your taste is maybe changing and reflecting that in your boards or I think all of this is just it's kind of layered on top of each other so yeah yeah and you it's just a have constant evolution you have to keep <laughs> I wish listening there was one like formula I could give out and be like okay if you do this <laughs> you're guaranteed it but I think that's the fun is just like find the way that works for you and engage and and build in a way that you're seeing people are responding to and you're getting excited about and just kind of give it a little bit of time every day. Mm -hmm. I think is also key. Um, Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I have a few quick questions to round it out. Um, Just three, actually. First of all, non-Pinterest related. um, What was the last book you read? Oh, I just finished The Girl on the Train. I know I'm really late at the gate because I've seen many, many feed of, like, conversation about it. But um, I have to admit, I love first-time, like, kind of writers and their success. And I was fascinated because there was such a, like, push-pull to, like, love-hate with the book, which kind of intrigued me. So while I was away, I finally finished it. And I enjoyed it. I mean, uh, Paula Hawkins' voice, again, just got my name, which is kind of funny, but um, I enjoy it, and, and I can see, like, where the conversation's coming from it. Like, you know, people kind of loving or hating it, but it was a really fun read. So that was my that was my last book, That's just. Cool. <laughs> and I know you're visual, and you said you were a film buff, so I better ask you about the last movie you saw as well. Oh, before. 
I was waiting with bated breath and saw Sicario with Benicio Del Toro, who I have a huge crush on. I have for years and years and years. And um, absolutely loved it. Like, I was, like, on the edge of my seat. And the storytelling was fantastic. The cinematography was beautiful. And both my husband and I, at the end, turned to each other without any prompting. And were like, I would sit through this again, like, immediately after it finishing. So that was my last film. And I'd love to see it again. <laughs> sort of thing. Like, I left just wanting to do it all over again. Great recommendations. And um, one last thing is uh, someone on Pinterest that you you would recommend people follow besides oh. yourself, which yeah, follow. no, please follow me. I don't mean to like push sure. that, but I always really appreciate it. And um, yes, connect with me on Pinterest. That would be fantastic. But somebody who I really adore is Richard LaRue, um, who has who's like an, in advertising by day. And has created this really fantastic board. And what I love is his male perspective to Pinterest and how he's built it up. And he has quite a strong following and he's like collects some really, really beautiful imagery that I always go to when I need to be inspired. So he would definitely be somebody that I suggest. Um, and Sarah Johnson, I think her, her, um, name is Sarah999Johnson, but if you look her up too, she's got a really strong following, and she's a West Coast girl, but it's got this really kind of romantic approach to Pinterest, which again is very different like different from my aesthetic, but I love the way that she's building her boards as well, and I feel like it's really true to who she is. So those would be my top two suggestions. Great. Well, we will link to those in our in the blog post with this oh, podcast. Okay. And we'll also, of course, link to your your website and your Pinterest so everyone can follow you as well. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Really great advice and lots of great inspiration for us. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I hope you stay connected. And like I said, if anybody has any questions, please reach out. And because uh, I find that a lot of fun and I learn just as much as they do in the process. So thank you. That's it for today. Thanks so much to Jen for joining us and to everyone for listening. Follow us on Twitter at ViralTag and use the hashtag TheVisualWeb to engage with us about this podcast. Let us know if you have any ideas for people we should interview in the future and stay tuned for more episodes of The Visual Web. Visual Web.